y'all came with what I was talking about during that. Did y'all come with expectancy tonight? Y'all, I, I came with something in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit tonight, and I, I got to get it out of me. So let's, let's turn to the Word of God. Let's turn to the Word of God. We're going to be going to Philippians 3, Philippians chapter 3, starting with the 12th verse. Philippians 3, starting with the 12th verse. And if some of y'all are wondering why everybody's standing up, it's a custom here that we uh, stand up for the reading of the Word of God because we stand up for everything else. We might as well stand up for the Word of God. So, the Word of God says according to Philippians 3, verse 12, this is Paul, the Apostle Paul speaking. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. In Christ Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come into this house, we come into this atmosphere, this atmosphere of expectancy. We are not coming to be a spectator, we're coming to expect a great move of your power. We're coming with our cups empty so they can be filled. We're coming with our, with our hearts empty, with our ears clear to hear the word of the Lord tonight. God, we're coming expecting your presence. We're coming expecting the move of God. We're coming expecting the power of the Holy Ghost to invade our minds, our hearts, our spirits, our homes, our cars, our jobs. Go there so when we get there, still experience the peace that we'll experience tonight. And God, we give your name the honor, the glory, and all the praise. And everybody say amen. And amen. You may be seated. I was laughing with, um, y'all mind if I sit down? I was laughing, um, with our with our New Life Church merchandise director, uh, Jessica, and our production um, director, uh, John. I was laughing because the youth are right down the hallway and they all got on costumes. And they was like, dang, how come we ain't bring no costume to put on? I was like, I know, I feel left out. So tonight, my costume is, I'm Pastor Michael Todd from uh, Transformation Church. Because <laughs> we got the same hair. But anyways, anyways. Tonight, <laughs> Anton, tonight I want to come from the topic of bruised but not beaten. Bruised but not beaten. How many of y'all are bruised but you feel beaten? Yeah, bruised, cut up but, and it feels like you're beaten. 
In this particular part of the text, we are looking at Paul. And I, and I never want to give a scripture out of context. So can I set this up for us tonight? And online, I want to set this up for you guys. Listen, so Paul was a key player in the spreading of the gospel in the early church. Paul was, uh, he used to be Saul. And the crazy thing about Paul is Paul used to be Saul and Saul used to be a Christian killer. Saul was a Christian killer. He was so infamous for killing Christians to the point when, we, when he did uh, get converted, the disciples still were weary about him. They didn't trust him because they saw how ferocious he was to Christians. But yet, because he encountered Jesus, he was changed forever. And he became the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul. Paul's the reason why people like us, Gentiles, non-Jewish descent, is, Paul's the reason why we were able to connect with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We, Paul is the reason why we have access to Jesus because of the Apostle Paul. He's the reason we have access to Jesus. And Paul was such a powerful speaker and an amazing, amazing communicator. And, and this, is, this is Paul we're talking about, Apostle Paul. Paul was a benefactor of Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8, when in the Bible, when, this is when Jesus was ascending into heaven. He said that you will be endued with power, the power of the Holy Ghost. And Paul is a benefactor of that because Paul was able to heal and deliver people. He, Paul casted out demons. Paul did this. Paul did that. This is the same Paul that was in jail with Silas. Y'all remember that story? Paul and Silas in the jail. Paul, was, Paul and Silas were in jail. They were, they were held captive because Paul had casted out a demon out of a woman who was following them around for a few days. So the crowd whooped on Paul and Silas, and they put Paul and Silas in jail. This is that Paul. This is the same Paul who at midnight in a prison started singing. In a prison started singing. And because of his singing and because of his faith, he was able to watch God's power again happen in his life. The chains fell off of them. The prison doors opened, and the power of God was so strong in the prison. Check that. The power of God was so strong in the prison that the prison workers came to him and saying, what must I do to be saved? Because they saw the power that Paul inhabited. This is Paul. This is the Paul we're talking about. So knowing this Paul, this scripture comes in where Paul is now in jail again. Paul is no, um, he's no, he's no stranger to being in jail because if you look in some of the scriptures, he's in jail a lot actually. <laughs> so he was in jail with Silas. Now he's in jail, and he's not in just any jail. He's in Caesar's jail. <laughs> and he's in the middle of prison proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's in a place that was meant to make him feel confined, make him feel defeated, but yet he's saying, I believe in Jesus the Christ. I press toward the mark in prison. It, it, it blew my mind so much in this scripture because I had to remember that this is the same Paul that ain't scared of snakes. In the scriptures, Paul was bitten by a viper, and it didn't even kill him. This is that Paul. This is that Paul. And it, 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 it amazes me that 
we can see Paul in so many different cases. And he never felt beaten. He never felt like he was losing. He never felt like what he was doing was not worth it, Anton. He, he kept pressing toward the mark. He kept pressing toward the mark. This is Paul. And we find him in prison, and he's writing to the Philippians, because this is, this is the chapter of Philippians. And what's beautiful about the Bible is that it's written in different languages so people can understand it. I love that about the Word of God. It's written for Philippians. It's written for Gentiles. It's written for he- Hebrews. It's written for everybody because Jesus died for who? Everybody. So it's written. He, he made it so he made disciples that could go into all regions, Judea and Samaria, and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ because he wanted it to be accessible to everyone, Jew, Gentile. And Paul is a major key player in the growth of the early church. So this is the Paul that we're looking at. And in this particular season, Paul knows the Philippians were experiencing a lot of opposition. So he appeals to his own life and giving an example of how to respond to hardships with joy. Isn't it amazing that we can look in Scripture and see someone who is experiencing a lot of bruising, but is still proclaiming the gospel. We get to see somebody who's going through a lot of things, but still proclaiming the gospel. And some of us have gotten in a season where we are being bruised, and we stopped proclaiming the gospel. We stopped proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ over our life. We stopped saying scriptures over our lives. We stopped trusting the scriptures, and we started trusting affirmations. We started trusting uh, uh, trendy quotes on Pinterest. We started trusting trendy things on Instagram. And we stopped trusting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the reason why we stopped trusting it is because we've been bruised. Sometimes we might have been, some of us may have been bruised in church by people in church. Can I say that church is not exempt for people to still act up? Church is not exempt from your feelings being hurt because the church is full of broken people just like us, trying to get healed just like us. And the crazy part about, I I was listening to a preacher a few days ago, and he said that we often elevate our leaders to a certain point that we forget that they're human. Do y'all, you have to realize that I sit in the same pews that you sit in. I'm just higher on the floor right now. It does not mean that I'm not human. It does not mean that I'm just some superhuman being that I don't know what it feels like to be bruised. So I know what it feels like to be bruised. But I have to change my mind to am I bruised or am I beaten? Because if I'm beaten, I think in a beaten mentality. I think in a defeated mentality. And I love that Paul is such a strong person in his faith that nothing phases him. (laughs) He was human, but when it came to push the shove, he knew that he had faith in God. He had faith in Jesus. He had watched Jesus do miracles. He had watched himself do miracles because 
of the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you have seen God do enough in your life, you can't help but just be like, you know what? God going to work it out. Is anybody at that point like, God going to work it out? And it's hard to say yes in certain seasons. So some of us may, in a, may be in a season of like, oh, I know he'll do it. I've seen him do it. We'll sing that song, do it again. I'll see you do it again. But then some seasons we're like, I don't see him doing it again. I think he actually may have forgot. He may have forgot that I called on him. He may have forgot. He may not even see that I've been crying all night long. He may see that I'm trying to move into a new place in my life, and he forgot about me, and I feel like I'm broke. I feel like I ain't got no friends. I feel like I, I'll never find a significant other. I feel like I'll never get the job that I need. I feel like I'll never get the house that I want. And we are in that season where we feel like we're beaten. We feel like we're beaten. And when you are beaten, there's a certain mentality that comes with that. When you have lost enough, there's a certain mentality that tells you, I might be a loser. I might be a loser because I feel like I'm not winning. I've lost so much in my life, regardless of the wins that I have had, I'm a loser. I'm a loser. I've, heard, I've watched um, sports analysts call LeBron James a loser because he went to the championship and lost six times but won four of those. And if LeBron was weak-minded, he could have said, I'm a loser. As if not getting to the championship ten times is an accomplishment. Y'all see what I'm saying? People can can, mis, can, can, can interpret uh, us as losers because we didn't win the championship each and every time. We didn't, we didn't make the goal each and every time. But the fact of the matter is, I have met the goal. I have done what I came to do. I have won a few times. So it doesn't mean I'm a loser. It just means that sometimes I lose. It means sometimes I'm going to fall short. Paul fell short. Man, you know what? You know what's crazy? How many of y'all know the story of David? The story of David? King David? Yeah. King David is a beast. King David is awesome. I love King David. But King David fell short. Yeah, yeah. King David fell short. And it's hard to see David, the one who slayed the giant, the one who, who, uh, who, who would not put his hands on Saul, the person who was trying to kill him. It's hard to see David, the one who would play beautiful music putting a soldier <laughs> in a place to die. There's a story in the Bible where David was on a balcony and he was watching a woman bathe by the name of Bathsheba and he brought her in to his quarters and he slept with her. The funny part about that is she was married to one of his soldiers who was currently fighting a war for David. Uh-huh. We paint our leaders as such amazing people, and then when they fall short, we treat them like they dogs. We treat them like they're not human. We treat them like they're not even real. And what happened with David, he, he goes and, and, and Bathsheba gets pregnant. So what David does, the David who, who slayed the giant, the David who did all these things is now scheming 
to make her, the husband believe that he got Bathsheba pregnant. So he called the soldier back from the fields and said, hey, go celebrate with your wife. You, you back from the battlefields. And because the soldier was so dedicated to David, he, didn't, he decided to sleep in the next room because he didn't feel worthy to be home because his other teammates were out fighting a war. He was that dedicated to the cause of David that he wouldn't even sleep with his own wife. And David betrayed him still slept with his wife, got her pregnant. And because the husband didn't sleep with the wife when he came back home, you know what David did? Great David, the giant slayer, he sent him to the front lines because the front lines were the most vulnerable parts of war, and he died. So in reality, our greatest person who, who we love and who we care about, David, the giant slayer, is now David the murderer. David the murderer. This is David, the one who wrote beautiful psalms, is now the murderer. And Nathan, the one that counseled David, he says, this, this is going to be a curse on you, man. <laughs> so you, you're going to catch some karma on this one. And what happened was the baby that was born from Bathsheba got sick. Got sick and died. This is David, y'all. I'm not making this stuff up. Go check the scriptures. This is David who's been bruised now. He was bruised. He cried. The scriptures say that he was outside rolling around on the ground crying, saying, please don't let the baby die. What, please don't let the baby die. And then when the child died, you know what David did? He got up. The Bible says he washed his face, changed his clothes, and, and went into the temple to worship God. This is a pinnacle moment because even though he was bruised because he killed a man, he was not beaten because he asked for forgiveness. He repented to God saying, God, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Please spare the baby. And the God did not spare the child. But David got up and said, God, please forgive me. And you know what happened? He went back with Bathsheba. She got pregnant again and birthed the next king of Israel. The wisest man. You know what that is? That's grace. That's grace. And in this moment, David could have said, I'm a loser. Even though he had killed the giant, even though he wrote all these beautiful psalms, even though he did this, even though he did that, he could have said, I'm a loser because I made this mistake. But you know what David did? He went back to the source that gave him strength. He said, I'm, in his mind, I press toward, I'm pressing toward God because I messed up. I'm bruised, but I don't want to be beaten. I'm, I'm, I'm really hurt right now. I killed a man, stole his child, stole the man's seed. I'm bruised, but I don't want to be beaten. Is anybody bruised tonight, but you don't want to be beaten? Come on, I, 
I'm not talking to people that, that, are, that are so self-righteous. I'm not talking to people who got it all together. I'm talking to some broken people who are bruised and are at the brink of being beaten, saying, I don't want to be beaten. I don't want to be beaten. And Paul is in prison again. This is crazy. How can someone who has been so beat down by life, so bruised by life, been in prison after prison, I mean, he might as well, he might as well just be a prison minister. <laughs> He's been in prison so much. How can someone in prison facing death saying, I still believe in Jesus. I still believe he's going to do it. If he don't deliver me out of this prison, he's done it before. I've seen God tear up shackles and throw them out and release me because I started singing and believing in him. This is the same Paul that's in prison, still proclaiming the gospel. Absolutely bruised but not beaten, absolutely bruised, tore up, cut up, but he wasn't beaten. Write this down. When we are bruised by life, when we are bruised by life, we start forgetting. We start forgetting. We forget all of the things that God has done for us. We forget all of the times God has pulled, pulled us out. We forget all the times God has put his hand on us and done a miracle. We forget about all of these things because we are so bruised by what we're going through that we can't remember what we've survived. Check this. Bruises are not a sign of being beat. Bruises are sometimes a sign of, I survived. I survived. How many of y'all have ever just, <laughs> just ran into, like, I don't know, fell through some bushes, fell off your bike, and got bruises, all this type of stuff? How many of y'all have ever had bruises? Okay, you're not dead, though. <laughs> You just got some cuts and scrapes. It's a sign of survival. So how come depression can't be a sign of survival? How come fear can't be a sign of survival? How come all of these things that we are giving power to and feeding, how come they can't just be bruises and be a sign of survival? Because we have elevated them to who we are. You know, we go through things and then we turn them into a lifestyle. I had a panic attack one time, so now I'm very anxious. No, 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 no. You just had a panic attack. You're not anxious. You just had a moment where everything was so intense around you, you didn't know how to handle it. You had a panic attack. You're not, you're not anxious. You just had a panic attack. You failed a test, or you failed this, or you failed that. You're not a failure. You just failed that. Yeah, you just failed that. I must not be a good, I must not be a good man, and I must not be a good woman because nobody wants me. No, the wrong people don't want you. 
The wrong people don't want you. The right people do want you. The right people is standing in their room on their knees saying, I can't wait to, make my, to wait to meet my future husband, my future wife. They on their knees right now saying, baby, when you get here, I'm going to be waiting on you. The wrong people don't want you, but the right people will wait for you. The right people will wait for you. Am I preaching anybody today? This, this is what it means to be bruised but not beaten. The re- this relationship d- didn't work doesn't mean I'm not good at relationships. It just means this one didn't work. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that something is, man, when something goes wrong, it doesn't mean something's wrong with. Shoo! Y'all, that'll preach by itself. Because y- y- something goes wrong don't mean something is wrong with me. It just means something might have gone wrong. Yeah, we turn moments into lifestyles. We turn them into identities. I am a failure. I am broken. I am ashamed. I am this. I am that. We, we, man, and then we have to go to the internet for affirmation to, to lie to us or reverse what we are thinking in our minds. Is this too much for y'all? Let me know right now. Because if I'm preaching too hard to y'all, and if I'm hitting you in the stomach, I'm, I don't want to do it. But the Lord is telling me, please tell them what it means to be bruised and not beaten. Bruised, but not beaten. Yeah, yeah, some things have happened to you in your life. But it doesn't mean that's who you are now. I can be plenty of things based on my history. Especially, we, we fall victim, we fall victim to the way that people talk to us and the things that people call us. When people call me a mistake, then I turn mistake into a lifestyle and a mindset. Yeah. When people say these things about me, I can either accept them or I can deter them. What makes me deter them is the fact that I already know who I am because I just preached a series that said I was called. So if I'm called, you can't say nothing about me that isn't a part of my calling. Am I preaching to anybody in here today? Yeah, you can't diminish my calling if I know who I am. Man, I wish... I wish somebody would. I wish the devil would, not somebody. I wish the devil would try to trick me into believing something that I was never meant to be because the Bible says that I was called, I was chosen, and those who he called, he justified. I'm justified in believing that I can be bruised but not beaten. (sighs) Who are we talking about? We're talking about Paul. Y'all, I love Paul. (laughs) Paul is a living example of bruised but not beaten. Sitting in jail. (laughs) Y'all know what jail look like? I ain't even trying to find out. I can't go to jail for nobody, not even me. (laughs) I can't do it. I'm not not built for jail, okay? I don't have the jail shoulders. (laughs) If I had jail shoulders, maybe but I don't have the jail shoulders. I don't even got the jail biceps, <laughs> okay? 
but I am built to withstand all things that come against me because that, because that in which my trust is in, the person who's my trust is in says that I can do all things through Christ that what? Okay then. I'm bruised, but I'm not beaten. And like I said, when we're, when we're bruised by life, we start forgetting. We, we begin to forget all that we've endured. We forget about surviving the bite of the snake. We forget about God showing up in the midnight hour. We forget instead of having faith. Paul was bruised so much that his only reaction was faith. He, he, he had been chastised so much by the enemy. He had been attacked by so many unbel- Do y'all realize Paul was a Pharisee? <laughs> Paul was a Pharisee. Paul was executing people who said they believed in Christ. That's crazy. Yeah, Lord, Paul is a living example of why you can't let people's past diminish their future. Yeah, what you're doing now can't diminish what's to come. Just because I used to smoke don't mean that's going to diminish my calling. Just because I used to drink and party doesn't mean it's going to diminish my calling. But it doesn't diminish my calling until I say yes to the change in my life. I got to change, but my past doesn't affect my future once I've made the change. Does that make sense? My past isn't, it don't matter what happened back here, it's all about what's to come. It's all about what's to come. These are the bruises that I have on me that are letting me know that I survived everything in my past. I survived everything that happened. I survived the drugs. I survived uh, the the promiscuity. I I survived all of these things because it's a part of my past and there's some of my bruises. I may get sore sometimes when when somebody speaks about that spot. I may feel hurt when somebody talks about that certain part of my life, but it ain't killing me because I've beaten it. I've beaten it because I said yes to Jesus. Are y'all, are y'all catching this word tonight? Is this good to y'all? Man, y'all, when I was writing this word, I said, what is going on, Jesus? <laughs> I said, you trying to make me act up that night. He said, I need you to. Because people don't realize you're bruised, but you're not beaten. You sore, but you're not dead. It's nice to know that you still feel pain. Oh, oh, y'all didn't catch that. It's nice to know that you can still feel pain. Because so much time, so many times in life, we walk through life numb. We walk through life numb. As if our life isn't on fire around us. So we say, nah. This is, y'all, we all like the dog meme. This is fine. The, y'all seen the meme with the dog sitting there drinking the uh, drink? All it's all everything around him is on fire. He take a sip. This is fine. That's that meme I'm talking about. I'm gonna put it on Instagram right after this service. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is, everything. At, wow. That dog was so prophetic. You know who he was imitating? The Hebrew boys, because the Hebrew boys were in a fiery furnace, and they said, "This is fine." Because I know who's with me in the fiery furnace. I know who's with me in this place. I know who's with me in the middle of the storm. I know who's with me in the middle of my hardships. 
You can put me in the furnace, but I won't be burnt. You can hit me, I'll be bruised, but I won't be beaten. Man, I wish I had some people in the house of God tonight watching me online who would stand up in their living room, who would stand up in their pew and say, I'm bruised, but I'm not beaten. I've been through some things, but I'm not beaten. People have talked about me. People said I wasn't going to be this. People said I wasn't going to be that. But baby, I bet you, I double dog dare you, if you stand up and show your appreciation to the Lord on high and say, I have survived everything that has come against me because I'm bruised. I'm not beaten. I'm just a little bruised. I'm a little sore. That's okay. I'm a little bruised. I'm a little sore. But I'm still a champion. LeBron is 35 years old. He was bruised, tired, exhausted. But he still hurled up that trophy, didn't he? Yeah. Some of y'all just got to say, you know what? I'm tired as all get out. But baby, I got the trophy. I got the trophy. What's the trophy? I got peace. I got joy. That's my trophy. I can sleep at night finally. That's my trophy. I'm a winner. That's my trophy. That's my trophy. Sickness ain't got nothing on the God that I serve. It ain't got nothing on the God that I serve. But if I don't know that I'm just bruised and not beaten, then I will live my life according to a beaten mentality. Somebody say bruised, but not beaten. To To Paul, like I said earlier, the bruises were a sign of overcoming. Check this out. I want you to write this down. Because the bruise doesn't diminish the blessing. 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 Maddie, come here. The bruise don't diminish the blessing. Maddie, right there. Maddie, if I told you this gift card had $25 on it, would you want it? You, you still want it? Okay. <laughs> you still want it? It was the most unathletic motion I have done in my life. Vince, don't talk about me later. (laughs) You still want it? You still want it, Maddie? The reason why she still wants it is because it does not diminish the fact that it's still got $25 on it. It's just a little bruised. This card... I stepped on it, I hit it, 
and I threw it all up in the air. And that's what's happened to us. We have been thrown in the air. We've been stepped on. We've been used. We've been abused. But it still does not diminish the fact that I'm still blessed. It still does not diminish that I'm still called. It still does not diminish that I am the head and not the tail. It does not diminish because the bruise does not diminish the blessing. Somebody say hallelujah. Because it don't diminish. It don't diminish, thank you, man. It does not diminish the blessing. How come we can't grasp that mindset? Because of the way something appears, we think that it don't got no value. That's why when we see bougie uh, saints, we be like, no, let me say this. That's why when we see people who don't look nice, we think that they ain't got no value. We think they ain't got no value. Because they don't dress like Christians. Because they don't dress like saved people. Because they don't dress like this. They don't dress like that. They hair nappy. They hair ain't got no lotion in. They ain't got no lotion on. They don't smell nice. So therefore, they don't have value. Therefore, they don't have value. Because their exterior cannot match up to what God has inside of them. That's how we feel about people. They're diminished because of how they look. I'm so glad, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I'm so glad that God did not throw me aside because of how I looked, because how I looked was sinful. How I looked was full of sin and no grace. How I looked was I can't be saved, but because G, because God believed that there was more inside of me because I was valuable for what was inside of me, and I ain't even got on the earth yet. You know what God did? He sent his only son, his only begotten son to earth to save someone like me. Man, ain't you glad that God did not cast you away based on how you looked before you met him? What? Y'all know how we are. We're like, oh, God can't use nobody like me. But God used a man called Saul and changed his name into Paul, and now he is the best apostle that we know in the early church. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? God can use anything and anyone he wants to. Because when you are bruised, don't mean you beaten. I'm catching an attitude, Antoine. Because the, the, what people, the devil is trying to confuse people that because they're bruised, that mean they beaten. Because they got scars, that mean they beaten. Because life is whooping their head right now, they think that they beaten. And that's not the reality. The reality is you're actually in good company. You're actually in good company. When you bruised, when you cut up, you're in good company. Why are they in good company? Because we don't serve a high priest that cannot be touched by our iniquities. We don't serve a God who don't know what it feels like to be bruised, to be torn down. We don't serve a Jesus who is unaware of pain. Pain is his language. Suffering is his second language. He's all about it. And if we just realize the type of God that we serve, 
we would catch an attitude when the enemy tries to lie to us. For we would catch an attitude when the enemy tries to lie to us. Because the reality is, this the truth. So why am I allowing the enemy to lie to me? I got the playbook right here. This is it. So why am I allowing someone who don't have no rule over me to speak into my life? Because we don't always like the voice of God when it tells us to do something. So we would rather listen to a voice that's more soothing, more sweet, more cunning, more tricky, come beside us like a snake. Oh, yeah, you can do all the things you want. You can, you can sin and still be, yeah, you can do all that, man. I, you don't need God. You need me. You need me. You know how you fall into the trap of the enemy? When you're beaten. <laughs> when you live a life of being beaten. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm always sick. I'm always broke, which is every young adult's favorite phrase. I'm always broke. <laughs> Check my bank account, Pastor Lincoln. I'm always broke. Yeah, you may be broke in material things, but you are rich in spiritual things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come we don't start talking about the currency of the kingdom? Yeah, I may be broke in my bank account, but I'm sure a millionaire in peace. I'm a millionaire. When it comes to joy, I'm a millionaire. When it comes to when I got to go against adversity, when adversity tries to come against me, I got a check for that. It's check, that check's name is Jesus. I can cast that check. My, my, my Amex card don't blank on that one. I can swipe. I can swipe and say, you know what? I may be broke financially, but I'm rich when it comes to spiritual stuff. When's the last time you caught an attitude with the enemy? Because we often friend request him sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we, we friend request the enemy. We get mad at God, but we friend request the enemy. Remember that friend request I was talking about, like, oh, I don't know who this is? That's usually the one that we confirm. <laughs> it's the ones that we know that we'll be like, nah, I really don't feel like dealing with them. I'm going to go ahead and cancel that one. Ooh, am I talking for real today? Because the ones that we are familiar with, we don't want to kick it with them. <laughs> I don't want them all in my business. But I'm gonna let this stranger in here in my business. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy, help me preach this sermon. Whoa, it's tight in here. Yeah, because the reality is we allow the wrong people to have access in our lives. Because when you're beaten, everybody's invited. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you toe up, everybody invited because there's this thing that you get when, you, when you're beaten, when you have a beaten down mindset, there's this thing you get from people. It's called pity. Woo! Y'all tighten here today. That means I'm preaching. You get pity from people because if, you, if your friends really come at you, your real friends, they'll be like, yeah, you need to, listen, you need to get up, boo-boo. You need to do your hair. You need to brush your teeth. He broke up with you weeks ago. You still cute, not right now, but when you brush your hair and do your teeth, you're going to be cute again. Get over it. But a stranger, oh, you, let me talk to you. You, yeah, 
I'm going to say some sweet words to you. Why do y'all think, oh, man, there are, so, there are people, this is sick, but there are people who wait on people who have been broken up with in those vulnerable states to come in and take advantage of them. Yeah, can I talk to them real quick? Because this is reality. There are people who have come into our lives when we were most vulnerable, and then wasn't it. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to move this chair back because I feel somebody, I'm going to move it in front of y'all in case y'all throw something at me. But the reality is, we allow people into our lives when we're most vulnerable, and we're vulnerable when we are what? Beaten. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost in here today. When we are beaten, everybody's invited. But when I'm bruised, I'm cautious of who I allow. Because when I'm bruised, I'm like, uh-uh, something about this situation bruised me. I need to watch out so I don't get bruised any further. I don't want no more injury. Yeah, when you, and, and for all the athletes watching me online, and when you bruised, you don't start doing more activity. You actually do less. You start stretching. You start doing some care to your body. You don't start going, oh, I'm broken down. I'm going to go lift this 200-pound weight. Ah! And I tore my, what's this muscle right here? But something like medical-wise, not bicep. What is this, Lauren? What's up in here? There's a couple. Give me one. <laughs> huh? One of them. <laughs> it's ripped. Because I was trying to keep up an appearance that I was still strong when I was actually weak. Ooh, Jesus. I was trying to keep up that I was actually healed, but I was actually weak. I was trying to keep up that I, my feelings were hurt by that person, but I was actually distraught. So I hurt myself further by getting with somebody who was stronger than me. Oh, my God. Who was heavier than me so I could prove a point to myself that I am healed, but I'm actually broken. And then as a result, I hurt myself further when I should have took care of myself. When I, when I, when I should have took, took care of myself. When I, when I should have took care of myself. When I should have took care of myself. When I should have took care of myself. When I should have took care, when I should have read about myself, took care of myself, but instead, I'm gonna hurt myself. Isn't it funny that we blame other people for stuff that we actually did? To ourselves ourselves. We did this to ourselves. But I'm blaming all of that. But I did this to myself. <laughs> I did not mean to come and preach this hard. I'm lying. Yes, I did. Because the reality is we are not beaten. We are just bruised. But stop allowing liars, cheaters, people who will take advantage of you to come into your life when you know you're vulnerable. When you're vulnerable, back up. <laughs> when you're vulnerable in war, they don't be like, all right, let's just go like, uh-uh. Let's back up and try to figure this out so that we don't all die. <laughs> Am I lying? Our, our forces are vulnerable, so I need to pull back to figure out how to make them stronger. I'm bruised right now, but I'm not beaten. I'm trying to keep saying this phrase 
so many times so that when you leave here and when you get uh, brought up against some opposition and it starts to cut you, it starts to hurt you, it starts to make you feel a certain way, you can start saying, you can bruise me, but I'm not going to be beaten. You can talk about me, but I'm not going to be beaten. You can try to cut me and try to diminish me, but because I serve a God, my goodness, I feel something happening. Because I serve a God who sits high and looks low, I am protected. There is a hedge of protection around me. No weapon formed against me can prosper. You can form it, but even if you shoot it, it can't do nothing to me because I'm protected. I'm strong. I have the Holy Spirit on my side. Does anybody hear what I'm saying tonight? You can't do nothing to me because I'm actually protected. I'm bruised, but I'm not beaten. Somebody give God a hand clapping here because I'm bruised, but I'm not beaten. I'm not beaten. You better stop acting up. Because I am bruised, but I'm not beaten. I may be going through something, but in spite of what I'm going through, I'm still strong. I'm still here. I can still put my foot on the enemy's head because I am strong. I am determined. And there is nothing in this world. And there is nothing in hell, actually, that can stop me from getting stronger and stronger and stronger. I'm going to keep going back and picking up the weight. I'm going to keep going back and building up my spiritual muscles. I'm going to keep lifting this weight because I serve of a God who was bruised but not beaten. Antoine, I feel like talking for a second. Can I talk to you for a second? There was a woman in the Bible and in the Bible, this woman was faced with opposition. And because she was faced with opposition, she had a choice. She had a choice. There was a crowd in front of her. And in that crowd, there was a mission to get to somebody. And that person she was trying to get to was Jesus. So when she was faced with the situation, she had to make a choice. And the choice she made was, I'm going to get to Jesus because everybody behind me said that I ain't worth said that I ain't this, said that I ain't that, but I'm bruised right now, but I don't want to be beaten. So the first thing she did was try to move through the crowd. And as she was trying to move through the crowd, she was actually brought down on her knees. And some of us right now in this moment are on our knees trying to figure out how we can still get to Jesus. My God, I feel like preaching. So what she started to do, she started to crawl on her way to Jesus. And I can only imagine while she was crawling, she was getting stepped on, she was getting bruised, but in spite of her getting bruised, she started going towards Jesus. And the more that I'm thinking about it, some of us have been in this crawling stage and all we've been trying to do is get to Jesus so we can feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I declare and decree that today that even on your knees, even on your hands, somebody is going to reach Jesus. Somebody is going to reach the promised land. So she started crawling and still going to Jesus. And by the time she got to Jesus, she didn't even get to talk to him. You know what she did? She just touched a little bit of his clothing. She touched a little bit of his clothing. And as a result, someone who was unclean, bruised, is now a winner and clean because she got 
to Jesus. She got to Jesus. And the first thing Jesus said was, who touched me? Is anybody in here still trying to touch Jesus? Do you still got crawl on the ground faith that you want to touch Jesus? Does, does anybody still, is anybody still willing to crawl to get to Jesus? Because crawling is humiliating. And there are going to be times when you have to get real humble to get to Jesus. There's going to be times when you're knocked down on the ground. And you got to be willing and hungry enough and mad enough, frustrated enough, upset enough to still crawl to Jesus. Because what we don't realize is this woman only heard about Jesus. But because she heard about him, it was enough to crawl in spite of if she would reach him or not. She reached him, but her faith activated when she got on her knees and crawled. Is anybody in a crawling state right now? Anybody feel like they're on their knees trying to get to Jesus? That's you? Let me tell you something. Good news. If you keep crawling to Jesus and keep pushing toward him, he's eventually going to feel you say and say, who touched me? You just got to keep crawling. You just got to keep pushing. And some of us have stopped crawling and stopped pushing because the crawling is hurting our knees, hurting our ego, hurting our hearts. But if you want Jesus, you're going to have to do something that you ain't never had to do. So she crawled, bruised, but not beaten. Bruised, embarrassed, but not beaten. And she was healed of her infirmities because she said, you know what? I'm tired of this. Is anybody tired of whatever this is in your life? Oh, y'all not tired. Oh, lie. is anybody tired of this happening in their life? This same situation, this same sickness, this same chain that you thought you broke, that your mama brought on you, that your daddy brought on you. Is anybody online? Because nobody in here feels that way. But is anybody online? Sick and tired of being sick and tired of being angry, of being depressed, of being anxious, of being worried about everything but you. If that's you, you know what you need to do? Get to crawling. Get to crawling to Jesus. You don't need nobody else to see. No, no, no. This is your private time. You need to crawl to Jesus. You need to crawl to Jesus. And crawling doesn't mean a physical crawl. You know what it means? Humbling myself. Jesus, here I am. I messed up. Remember David? I talked about him. David washed his face and said, Lord, I messed up. I don't want to fall short of your grace no more. So if David the giant slayer can do it, who is we? Who is we? We should be willing to walk, crawl, jump, hop, skip, run through a Super Mario cart to get to Jesus.
We got to stop giving people, humans, the power of Jesus. We put all our faith in people and then be mad when those people, all right, yeah, when they make us mad, <laughs> when they disappoint us. I'm asking Clay to do something that is only supernatural. I'm asking a person, I'm asking you to do something that only Jesus can do. Guess that? I got to stop putting my faith in humans and start putting my faith in God. I got to put my faith in God because there's going to be days where I am completely and utterly broken down, ridiculed, embarrassed, feeling worthless, feeling shameful. And I need somebody to tell me that you're just bruised. You feel the pain, yes. You feel the pain, you feel the sores, you sore everywhere. Y'all know what it feels like to be bruised, like I got a bad bruise. Yeah, you can feel it, but it's not who you are. It's just what happened to you. It's just what happened to you. Life happens to us. These things happen to us. And tonight, I want us to realize that we're just bruised. We're not beaten. Stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. There are some people in this room. There's some people online that have been lied to. people that's been lied to and the lie you heard was you are damaged goods you damaged goods you damaged goods there's no other use for you you can't do it you damaged goods there's too much sin on your records damaged goods you did this in your past you damaged goods you're not good enough You'll never be good enough. You got the job promotion, but you still don't feel good enough. You making six figures, five figures, whatever it is, you still don't feel good enough. You got the degree, you still don't feel good enough. You birthed a child, you still don't feel good enough. Birth two babies, three babies, don't feel good enough. Got the car, don't feel good enough. Did what you wrote down in your journal, don't feel good enough. And because all of those bruises added up, you felt like damaged goods. You felt like the fruit that they throw out when there's too many bruises on it. Yeah. But you know what Jesus does? He cuts around the bruises. Because there's still some good fruit in that bad apple. There's, there's still something good in that fruit. There's still something good in there. So there's, there's been some lies told to us. And we could easily say that it's the lies' faults that we ended up like this. But we have to also take responsibility that the lie was said, but we chose 
to believe it. Man, that's the tough part to accept. They were said, they were posted about us in our comments, they were sent in our DMs, they were sent to us in a text message, an email, said to us out loud, cussed us out. But the tipping point was when we accepted what was said. We accepted it. We brought it into our hearts, into our minds. We brought it into our homes. Showered it over our children. This family's broken. This family, this family's broken because I'm broken. This marriage is broken because I'm broken. This relationship is broken because I'm broken. We allowed the lie to saturate our entire lineage. Our entire family tree. Am I, am I speaking to anybody? Yeah. We allowed the lie to create a reality that is not even real. We're walking around in a virtual reality that we put on ourselves. Nobody else put it on us. We, we put it on us and we say, yeah, that's who I am. I'm bruised and I'm beaten. I'm messed up and I'm beaten. But I came. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning to come fight toe-to-toe -to -toe with that lie that you've been told all your life. I woke up this morning, put my boxing gloves on to come stand toe-to-toe -to -toe in the ring with that lie that you've been told. I woke up mad this morning. I woke up upset this morning. Woke up irritated this morning because the people of God have been believing something that ain't even written in the Bible. So I came today. But I didn't come to fight for you. I came to fight with you. I came to fight with you. You know what's awesome about wrestling? A sparring partner in the corner. When you get tired, when the rock get tired, he gonna say, tag, you know who I am today? I'm Triple H in the corner. Come tag me. We gonna fight today. We go, yeah, yeah. Ain't no sense in still losing. Ain't no sense in still being angry. Ain't no sense in going home and being fearful. Ain't no sense in still going home and believing the same lies. No, no, no. Tap me in. Because I'm going to tell you something. You are called. You are set apart. And every lie that the enemy told you, I came to tap in and tell you, you didn't heard a lie. God, I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost in this room. You've been told a lie. And you have wrapped yourself in a chain. And you have accepted the fact. Is this who I am? My God. Oh, Jesus. It's heavy in this room. My God. It's heavy in this room. You can, you can hear the chains dragging in this room. Because people are walking around with chains that they put on themselves. And we've been blaming everybody else. 
Yeah, you can say so many things to me, but I got to choose to accept it. The world is crazy right now. The world is crazy right now. Can I be transparent for a moment? And I know some people probably don't want me to talk about it. Listen, I'm black. I've been black a long time. There are some things from my ancestors that I can carry if I choose to. Antoine, there's some things we can carry if we choose to. But I choose to carry the inheritance, the mantle that Jesus has bestowed upon me. I can't, people can call me a, a word, they can call me a racial slur, but until I accept it, that ain't who I am. And I'm saying this not to make a political or anything like that. No, I'm saying this to relate. Somebody people has called you a hoe, a this or that. You're a drug dealer, a drug, a drug addict, and you can accept it. Or you can say, no, that's not me no more. The reason why it's not me anymore is because I found out that Jesus created me to be somebody else. We are carrying titles that we have tattooed on us that were only meant to fly past our ears. Mm. Chains wrapped up tight. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, let's be real tonight. Is this anybody? Am I preaching anybody today? This is us. This is us. Somebody online. This is us. This is us. My family did it, so that's who I am. My daddy did it, so that's who I am. Don't even know who my daddy is, and he still impacts me. That's some of us. Don't even know who my mom is, and that still impacts me. That's, who, that's some of us. The sins of our ancestors are coming on us. But I declare and decree today, underneath the power of the Holy Ghost, that this ends here. Because I'm bruised, but I'm not beaten. I've been through some things in my life, absolutely. I've fallen short of the glory, just like David, just like Paul. But I am still valuable. I'm still valuable. I still have value. I still have purpose. Does anybody know they still got purpose? Purpose. Well, what's my purpose? Is that you're still here. You're still here. And you look good. Even in your sweatpants. Y'all is cute. Some of us didn't even do our hair, including me. I just put a little shine on it for y'all. But if, if it was me, I'd have preached in my sweatpants that I had on here. You know what's funny? I can still, that it just shows that I can still be cute in the middle of all of my mess. I'm still nice, I'm still beautiful, I'm still valuable in the middle of my mess. Is that, is that you tonight? I don't want nobody that don't believe it to do this. But if that's you, I want you to come right here. And y'all can spread out right here. Right here. If that's you, keep it 100. But if it ain't you, don't come up. 
If you still want to live the lie, don't come up. And y'all spit it, and I'm not going to touch you. Because it's not my touch who you need. It's not my touch of who's you need. You know whose touch you need? The garden. You need a touch from Jesus. You need a touch from Jesus. I'm going to say it again. If this is you, and if you even in the chat, put it in the chat. Say, it's me, Pastor. It's me. And if you're in this room and this is you, you've been believing the lie of the enemy, and you're not up here, come on up here. Come on up here. The reality is this ain't for me. This is for you. I want you to be sick and tired of going through the same cycles, the same things. Tonight, we're done with it. You know the beauty of God is? The beauty of Jesus, the beauty of grace. You can always come back and do this again and again and again and again and again and again. When you have kids, you can do it again. When you fall short again, you can come up here again and again because the throne room was open because Jesus tore the veil. Jesus tore it. So now I got access to the person who can handle my problem. So what I'm going to do is, for those of y'all in y'all seat, I just want you to point your hand to these people up here. Just point your hands out to them. Because we family, we're going to pray together. The family that pray together, stay together. Uh-huh. And I need some of y'all to proclaim that over your families. The family that pray together, stay together. And praying together don't mean we all got to come into the room together yet. But if one family member start doing the prayer, hey man, what you doing at 7 o'clock in the morning? I'm actually going to pray. I've been praying for our family for a while. Can I come with you? Absolutely. And that's what changes families. Somebody who will stand in the face of bruised family legacy and say, we just bruised. We ain't broken. So I'm going to pray with you. And I want you to erase everything that went on before you got here and focus in on this moment. Y'all stay your hands stretched at him. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray a supernatural blessing over those people standing in front of me and standing up online. I pray a peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray a spirit of the Lion of Judah that will rise up in them and be upset with the enemy, be upset with the lies that have been spoken over their families, be upset with the things that have been said about them, that have been spoken over them. I pray for a lion spirit that will get up and roar and say, that's not my family. That's not my name. That's not who I am anymore. This is who I am now and who I am now is called I am now is saved. Who I am now is a chain breaker. Woo! I'm a chain breaker. I'm a chain breaker. If nobody else in this family steps up to break the chain, 
I'm going to break it. And I'll keep breaking it again and again and again and again. I don't care if the chain come up again. I'm going to break it again and again. I wish I had some chain breakers in the room. Come on. Do I got any chain breakers in the room? Do I got any chain breakers in the room? Do I got anybody in the room that'll stand up and say, I'm going to tear this chain up? tear it up even in prison in the prison in my mind I'm gonna turn into Paul on these chains I'm gonna get a Paul spirit and start worshiping in the middle of a dark place I'm gonna start lifting my hands in the middle of a dark place I'm gonna start calling on Jesus in prison so that my chains can fall I'm gonna have a Paul Yes, I'm bruised. Yes, I'm sore. Huh. Yeah, I, I feel the pain. I can feel the pressure beneath the tissues of my body. But it does not diminish the call on my life. It does not diminish who I am. Because the best thing about bruises is they heal. They heal. So it don't matter what hits you, it's going to heal. It's going to heal. It's going to heal. Oh my. It's going to heal. I don't know what's hit you. I don't know what's been whooping you, what's been on your mind, what's been making you feel a certain type of way. But that bruise, it's going to heal. You hear me? It's going to heal. It's going gonna, it's gonna to heal, but not only heal for you, it's going to heal so you can help other people with the same bruise. You're going to help them heal too. Everybody at this altar, this is your moment. I'm going to count to three. And I want you to worship. I want you to clap your hands if you got to. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to say, thank you, Jesus, because this is the moment. Woo! Yeah, this is the moment. This moment is the end. I didn't, I didn't talk the big game, but now I'm going to show you. I don't care if you got to physically start doing this, ripping it. I want you to start ripping it. I want you to start clapping as if you're trying to break something between your hands. On the count of three. One, get it in your mind. Get it in your spirit. Two, start getting upset. Start getting rowdy. Three, come on. Come on, break it. Don't look it up. Focus on God. Break it. Tear it apart. Kick it. Stab it. Beat it. Yell about it. Holler about it. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on, you can do it. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. Kick it over. Knock it down. Break it. Break it. Break it. Get mad about it. Break it, throw it, 
Hey family, hope you enjoyed the sermon. Listen, be sure to click subscribe to be able to see all of our content and keep up with all of our things that we're gonna be posting throughout the year. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at newlifeysu and be sure to follow us on our website, newlifepoland.com. I hope this sermon blessed you and we hope that you have a great rest of your day. See you soon.